Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, aka Motivational Mark. This is episode 46. This is post the Luxor Jail episode. This is the afterward. The Actually, I should go over how I got out of uh, Luxor on the flights. and It was a little bit tricky to get out, but um, I did finally manage to get out. Uh, first word, I must say thank you to all the people that sent me kind messages. And screw you to all the people that sent me negative messages. So luckily it was uh, mostly kind messages, but there's always one troll every now and then that uh, gets by and gets through. And it comes with the territory of uh, doing these these things and and having a lot of friends. But the kindness uh, overwhelmed me and the support and the really nice people. You really find out who your friends are and and who aren't your friends during uh, times and trials like these. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't an easy time for me, and I definitely appreciate all the support. It's still, it's still uh, difficult to uh, process, and, and um, yeah. And so uh, just a brief word. Uh, one of the negative messages I got was, Mark, uh, pull your head out of your ass and apologize for your rudeness was one of the sentences of a paragraph or two that I got and this is from an individual who is um, um, I'm gonna refer to these people as scumbags so uh, these people that kick you when you're down stab you in your back these are scumbags dickheads and so I try to avoid them at all costs and I try not to be around them luckily um, I don't have to see this person very often and unfortunately I had the displeasure of having to um, see this person in you know previously and um, is not a very good good guy so I'm glad I uh, I finally found out it's a good thing he sent me this now I know his true colors and that therefore I could um, you know resume avoiding him and not paying for any of his plane tickets or trips or or anything it's it's pretty it's pretty wild the uh, how ungrateful people are and how entitled people are these days and I'm just you know I'm, I'm surprised there's always one negative person in a sea of great people and and so you know uh, i just i'm still learning how to deal with them and but you know even traveling the world i i see mostly great kind people like 90 i want to say 90 percent of the people just at a rough estimate are kind and and good and you know i'm happy to be around them but even the, let's say the 90 percent let's say 50 percent are like pretty good and 50 percent are like really good and i try to hang around and be with the really nice people and befriend them to help uplift me uh, rather than have you know be around people that takes you down to their level there's so many um people that that you know aren't having a good time that aren't happy in their own life that they try to pull you down and knock down people from you know doing great things and you know you see it a lot they're called trolls and you know they post these negative comments on uh 
everywhere everywhere you see and has a lot has a lot to do with the the dark triad and you know the a little bit of psychopath psychopathy you know um narcissism machiavellianism that sort of stuff so definitely uh avoid those people and when you see those comments you could you know you could sort of you know partially attribute uh dark triad um to to those people and it's it's well known you know from a psychological standpoint that they're somewhat psychopathic those people that post those comments and try to bring other people down so definitely uh don't um don't let them pull you down to their level um keep yourself above and you know to a high standard and that's that's what i'm i'm gonna do and keep doing and definitely a good idea that being said how did i get out of luxor um right off the bat i should say as well that uh even though it was a difficult and challenging one of the most challenging uh experiences of my life it is one of the greatest experiences of my life at the same time so you know that saying what doesn't kill you make you will make you stronger just um everything is on the other side of dis uh, comfort life begins outside your comfort zone you know that sort of stuff it's uh really is turning out to be a phenomenal and um, uh, i don't know phenomenal but a really really great experience overall when i when i examine it from an outward perspective looking down so you know, how did I leave Luxor? I, I wasn't even sure I was going to leave, you know, until I'm on the flight out of the airport. Uh, during the time in in the cell, they're like, oh, yeah, you'll leave tomorrow. You'll leave tomorrow. We'll get, we'll get a flight. No problem. Everyone says no problem. And then finally, I'm at the airport and I see the sunrise um, and I'm at the gate going to Kuwait. I had to go to Kuwait because I had to take a direct flight from Luxor, which is a small airport to anywhere i couldn't stop in egypt i couldn't stop in cairo i couldn't stop in the other places i think it's hurt hurts god or, um, i couldn't stop anywhere so i had to take a direct flight and there's only two options uh that the thursday and friday i believe it was saudi arabia but i need a visa uh it takes a little bit of time i've i've looked at that and kuwait kuwait was uh an interesting pick and that was on that friday i had to wait in the cell until friday i was able to to go like uh monday you know after the embassy called and, and you know got everything situated but i couldn't leave till friday and so um that was to kuwait i i'm at the airport at luxor airport and that's not when i recorded the second episode uh or no the first episode so i wouldn't forget uh, some of the details and uh, once I recorded that, the guy, you know, one of the guys told me to go to the gate. I went to the gate and I saw the sun rise. And I actually posted that picture on one of the one of the podcast episodes. It might have been the first or the second one or the third one. I don't, I don't remember. There was three parts to that to those episodes, and they're they're fairly interesting. Uh, I suppose to me they're just like kind of like normal. They don't feel so interesting when I tell people about it. They're like, oh, they're kind of amazed. It's just no, they are amazed. <laughs> Not kinda. I'm like to me, it just I I don't know. It doesn't seem as amazing. It just seems like maybe because I'm in the box. I'm not looking outside you know um so i saw the sunrise and i got a little teary-eyed as the first um first time i was able to see the sun longer than maybe 
60 seconds, 30 seconds. You know, the brief glimpses when I walked from the cell to the bathroom, I could see the sun coming in through the door and you know i would creep close to the door to get a little bit of the sun in my eyes because uh i don't know it just felt good it felt important and for some reason it's almost like naturally we're made to be um in the sun we maybe we get energy from it. i know we we make vitamin d from it so that says something right there i know plants need need sun sunlight right so, you know, I see the sun rise. Uh, I've been up most of the night because I'm excited. I, you know, a lot of emotions running through me. You know, I got the adrenaline going. I'm hoping I'm, I'm able to leave. I'm, I'm happy, but I'm also sad because I have to leave Pierre by himself. But, you know, when I left him, I, I said, you know, don't be sad. I'm leaving. Be happy. We met. And, you know, it, it was uh, really nice to meet him and for me to keep him company and him to keep me company at the same time he's in there probably he's still in there it's been um probably over 60 days now and i don't know when he'll get out if if i had you know i have, I have no idea whenever his case gets settled and it's an unfortunate accident um just more complicated than mine similar to mine but even you know just more complicated and uh, once he gets out, I'm definitely going to have a podcast with him. I'm going to fly to France as soon as he's out or whenever he wants, wants to, you know, you know, see me whenever he, he's recovered mentally and emotionally. And uh, he's, you know, that's going to be fun to, to do. And so I see the sunrise. I'm heading out to the plane, you know, walking out to the plane. I'm taking photos. The beautiful sunrise in uh, Luxor, Egypt. And getting on the flights a couple hours to kuwait i am excited i am happy to be free i'm still like a little shaky a little nervous because you're kind of nervous and shaky the whole time you're in the cell i had to really dig deep with my meditation and try to calm my nervous system you know uh and so i got on the plane walked up the ramp and sat down and i was really excited really just grateful to to be leaving my journey is has come to an end at least in the cell i still have to get back and it's a it's a long ways back to get back i mean i have to go to kuwait uh, i have a 12 hour layover and then from the 12 hour layover i'll take a flight to abu dhabi and from abu dhabi i have eight hour layover and then from the eight hour layover i have the 16 hour direct flight from uh, Abu Dhabi to Los Angeles. And so I had uh, quite a journey still, but you know, I didn't mind. I wasn't locked up in a cage. I'm, t I'm telling you, man, uh, being in an airplane feels better than being locked in a cell. Uh, it's something uh, unnerving about being in a cell. I don't know if it's something deep embedded in my subconscious from, you know, just hearing about jail and, you know, prisons and or watching negative TV and you know that sort of stuff like that show locked up abroad there's people that watch that and they're just you know makes them a nervous wreck when whenever you know like i was in jail and just i think people had a harder time emotionally dealing with it and then than i did have being in jail it's just it's the weirdest thing i mean negative negative emotions such as worry are um 
it's negativity. You're fearful. You're creating a fictional negative outcome by worrying. That's what worry is. It's negative energy, misdirected energy. Use that energy towards something, something different, something positive. It's worrying is not the same as love. Love, love is different. You know, that's that's a more a caring, more. You know, it's not worry. Worry is just uh, worry's not so good. I was reading about that um, the other day and. Yeah, worrying is pointless. It's a negative emotion. And, you know, one thing I learned, most negative emotions are either from the past or in the future. Uh, most positive emotions are in the present state. So that's interesting perspective. I just, you know, I learned and thought about the other day from my, my book I, I got when I was in Abu Dhabi. Um, so I'm on the flight headed to Kuwait. I want to say it's like an hour and a half. It's really short. And I don't know nothing about Kuwait. I'm booking my hotel on my phone uh, at the airport beforehand, you know, just uh, or looking at, at hotels. And then when I get there, I actually book a hotel. And I don't know the currency. I don't know. All I know is visa upon arrival. I'm good to go. I don't know what it costs. And never been to Kuwait. It's a uh, uh, it'll be my 56th country, so I got to check that off, which is really cool. Um, pleasant surprise at the end of the trip. And I arrive, and I am pretty excited, but I'm also a bit nervous because um, if I get the visa, you know, they're going to have to run my passport. Does my passport show that I was arrested in Luxor? Does it show this? I don't I don't know. So I'm still a little bit nervous. I'm hesitant. I've been up most of the night. So I'm I'm still I'm a little shaky. I'm, I'm not, you know, 100 percent um, sure or I'm, I'm not even 100 percent optimistic. I'm slightly, you know, not in my positive state. I was as you know, shaken up after the whole experience. Although I did fight against that negative mindset and I did win. Uh, positivity always wins 100%. And so I went, got off the plane, went and got my visa. You have to go to the special area and sit down. There's only a couple people in front of me and a guy, you know, it looks like a Turkish guy actually, uh, or a Lebanese guy. He, you know, with the beard, heavy set, muscular, he, you know, has me fill out this form and uh, takes my picture and you know I, I get the visa fairly easy and I was a little nervous I, I gotta say I could see my hand shaking a little bit and you know I got it no cost nothing and from there I walked out to the airport to the immigration I walked to the immigration line showed them everything they scanned it I was good to go nothing no no questions about Egypt no anything I, I was good to go I was free and I walked out in Kuwait and I was a happy happy camper at this point I'm free I'm actually free I didn't think I was free being even being at the Luxor airport you know I still had people looking you know watching me every now and I, I wasn't even sure until I got out after immigration and customs in Kuwait and from there I quickly looked on my phone how do I get from the airport to downtown I have 12 hours I'm getting a hotel I'm going to sleep I'm going to work out I'm going to relax I'm going to walk around I'm going to do whatever I want and so you know I asked the taxi cab driver you know how much and he tells me I can't remember the currency Oh, it's like, it's a Kuwaiti currency. It's a really strong. I think it's like three to one. So like $3 to like $1 Kuwaiti Rial, something like that. But I I had to go to the ATM. I got like a hundred bucks out uh, 
of the ATM before I went and asked the taxi cab how much he wanted for uh, to go to downtown to my hotel. And it was like 30, 20 bucks. It was like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And then I went, you know, and I was like, oh, no thanks. I was like, is there a bus? And then he pointed me to the bus and he tried to say it was like 20 minutes longer. I was like, I don't care. I'll just get on the bus. This is going to be fun. I'll take a bus ride in Kuwait. So I asked the bus and, you know, the, I paid the, like, I think it ended up being like 10 bucks. And the taxi was like like 25-ish. So I paid like 10 bucks for the bus, which, you know, it took a little bit longer. But it was fun to take a little tour from the airport to the downtown Kuwait City, Kuwait. And so... Um, they didn't speak a lot of English. I had just had showed them the map on the phone where my hotel was and, you know, follow the GPS on the phone to make sure we we're headed in the right direction. And most people are pretty nice. Not as nice as Egypt, I got to admit. They weren't as nice. They're, they're okay. Not as nice as India. Not as nice as Kenya. They, they were just like, okay. They seemed like they're a little had a little bit of i don't know an attitude not an attitude but something was off i mean they weren't like they didn't have that super friendliness about them like oman had the super friendliness um so i get to the downtown and i get dropped off at the bus station the bus stop which was like quarter mile it was really short to the hotel and i walk find the hotel big tall building there's just a bunch of big buildings there was an old market there's nothing really spectacular that i saw from the bus or even walking around uh that evening so i probably won't go back to Kuwait. it's just one of those countries where just you know i had to stop just because i was you know going home and uh i probably won't go back i definitely would go back to like dubai or or oman they're definitely really really cool places i wouldn't go back to qatar just uh just not a lot to do seemed kind of boring um so i went and got to the hotel i definitely uh got a few snacks on the way to the hotel my usual <laughs> i got some chocolate and some chips some salty stuff just some water just because it's a uh, comfort food, comfort stress food, and went to the bed, checked in early. Luckily, they let, let me check in early. And oh, I did ask them the price com- um, uh, and compared it to the internet price. So I forget, I forgot, I didn't book it officially on the phone. I, I saved it and I've saved the price to ask them if, you know, what their price was. And that's a trick I learned. If, if they sometimes they'll beat it, sometimes they won't. And, you know, if they don't, you, you just book it on the phone and you're good to go. Um, but luckily they beat it by about 10%. So I want to say it was like 60 instead of 70 bucks. So, so that was uh, worked out really well. And I was happy with that. That was definitely a win. And um, yeah, I checked into the room and I went right to sleep. Definitely uh, fell asleep like a baby in a nice warm bed. And my back is really stiff and sore from sleeping on the ground for the past you know, week and so I was really uh, happy and amazed and just felt a huge sense of, of thankfulness and was super grateful to to be in a bed and to be in a room and you know I took a shower I took a shower first before I fell asleep and that felt amazing uh, a real shower uh, in a hotel with you know nice soap and a nice uh, shower head that sprays, you know, high quality or, you know, a strong uh, spray, not like the little 
faucet I had to deal with in the Luxor jail. So that was really nice. And I fell asleep after you know, eating a bunch of chocolate and chips and drinking water and fell asleep for a few hours. And that was definitely wonderful. And you know, I woke up after sleeping like a baby and had a, had a couple more snacks and went and did my next priority, which is working out. I, I normally work out every single day about about 12 times a week cycling and running also a little bit of yoga and stretching a little bit of calisthenics a little bit of core work but mostly cycling and running and it's been a week since I've uh I've done any uh cycling or running I did keep it up in the cell with calisthenics uh wall sits burpees jumping jacks uh push-ups sit-ups you know that sort of stuff and so i got uh my first run in a long time uh in a week which is a long time for me i've never taken a week off in many many years the longest i've taken off is usually two or maybe three days off of running but a week is for me is unheard of, and I got on the treadmill and I just, I just ran to my heart's content. I ran, oh, I want to say fifteen k, about a little over nine miles in a little over an hour, so it was really nice. I, I was surprised my legs felt as good as they did, um, for being for not running for a week. You know, I, I felt they were a little heavy. You know, my heart rate was a little high for the the pace I was running but I felt surprisingly good and I was really happy with that and excited and that was definitely a win and once I finished I, I got on the bike I also, I also filled up my water bottles in the gym another little trick that I, I talk about every so often is if you're um, wanting water you know you don't want to buy bottles I, I don't like to buy bottles if, if I could help it I just you know water should be free just um, so I go to the gym and they have really nice water uh, so I filled up my water bottles there and um, but I did also get two free water bottles in the the room but I drank those really fast I was thirsty definitely uh, didn't wasn't recommended that I could drink from the tap so I avoided the tap water and once I finished my run, got water, got up on the bike and did my spin about 30 minutes, a good, good pace to help with my nervous system, um, learning how to, you know, my right and left leg, learning how to cycle, you know, uh, again, like it's hard to explain. I, I don't know how to explain it. There's like nervous system, you know, that your legs have to get used to pedaling together, you know, in synchronicity. And then there's that power output. That's two key things for cycling and so I finished there I was really happy to get that done I actually felt better you you would not believe how amazing working out feels the body our bodies were meant to move we're meant to work out we're meant to see the sun we're, we're meant to do all these things and being restricted from doing that is is almost a a form of torture or dis you know it's not good for the human body not to do that stuff so yeah if you're you know um if you're not working out on a daily basis you're really doing yourself and your body your emotions your your everything of a disservice so that's i recommend for everyone to work out every single day we're not meant to be sedentary um and sitting down all day you know there's a, that study you i don't know if it was a study yeah i think it was a study who, talk, who talked about sedentary being sedentary and sitting down is like smoking it's it's really bad for your health 
um, I don't, I don't remember the exact, but it was, it just said, said being sedentary is bad. It just, just that's that's the the key uh, takeaway there. Just you don't want to sit down for long periods of time. We're meant to move, and yeah. So I got my workout done. Felt great. Now it's gonna slowly get moving. Go walk and you know check out Kuwait City and see uh, see the magical city and what it has uh, you know to offer and. And I'd, I'd just go outside and I walk and, you know, I get the feel of the city. Is it safe? I'm definitely nervous, though, because this is an Arabic country and I want to make sure I don't break any laws. Um, I, I don't want to, like, jaywalk. I, I don't want, you know, to take pictures of people without their permission. There's there's these little laws that, you know, sometimes you could get in big trouble for. And so I was really careful. I was actually a little paranoid especially i mean you can't blame me and uh another thing that made me nervous too going to the airport was i have a bag and some some of it's a bunch of vitamins not in bottles i just labeled the bags you know magnesium zinc b vitamins and some of them are just powders like amino acid powders so i get nervous going through the airport because <laughs> i don't want them to think it's drugs but I, I know they could they could test for it and stuff but yeah i just i still get a little nervous with that as well um so i um yeah, like I was saying, I didn't want to break any rules, so I was really careful and just took it little by little. It was already a win. I was out. I was free. I was, you know, just I could do whatever I want, you know. So I walked around, took a big uh, walk loop around from the hotel and saw what I see. These this really uh, cool. It's called I don't remember the twin not twin towers. It's a it's this double cool building so i took a bunch of pictures around there and that seemed like a popular spot uh i can't remember the name of it it's like the tower or something like that but it's on the north part of kuwait city uh along the beach and that was really fun to to walk around and and it got dark but i just you know did my thing took a bunch of pictures got into my normal relaxation mode that i like to do and yeah the people seem pretty friendly not like super friendly but just you know moderately friendly and yeah i had fun there and i was walking around there wasn't really isn't much to see in kuwait uh, at least kuwait city i'm not gonna lie um seemed a little kind of not boring but just nothing really interesting maybe i'm spoiled because i've seen a lot of cool stuff i mean coming from luxor where they have all these amazing temples and tombs and all sorts of cool stuff so maybe i'm just a little spoiled (laughs) that way but yeah i didn't really notice anything really fascinating and and i took a picture uh with the kuwait city sign and that was really it made my way back i stopped at the market i thought the market was was fairly interesting i like to check out all the exotic foods and different things got a few dates for souvenirs for friends and got a few apples got some real food you know some actually got a i get a chicken i got a seafood salad which with shrimp and crab and lettuce it wasn't the greatest but yeah i want i yeah, it's definitely better than the food when I was in when I was in the cell. So that was fun. I got a yogurt drink and some more chocolate, of course. You know, chocolate with hazelnuts this time, dark chocolate, and a few snacks. A um, couple cool things, a couple interesting things, and that was that. Went back to 
the hotel to get ready to go back to the airport because I was only there for about 12 hours, which was long enough for me. And it was a nice little reprieve from the, the traveling. And, you know, I was glad to see that and check off that country. So I definitely, uh, I doubt I'll be back unless there's, you know, really a just cause to go back. But and I got got to the hotel, packed all my things real quick. And I was, I was still nervous, though. Uh, I wanted to get to the airport and get, you know, to the gate to make sure I don't miss any flights and make sure I'm able to get to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi's in the United Arab Emirates uh, country, and that's just east of Kuwait, uh, which borders Saudi Arabia, and then across, I want to say the Persian Gulf is Iran, and um, to the west of UAE is Qatar, I want to say, and the east is Oman, and the south is Yemen. I, I think it's is that the Sinai Peninsula? I, I don't know. I got to check my um, geography. But I got on, you know, went to the airport in Kuwait. And I, it was really easy. I don't remember too much. It was pretty smooth. Oh, I, I asked about, um, they gave me my ticket for Abu Dhabi as well. So because I couldn't check in online. So they gave me the ticket. And they're like, and I noticed right off the bat in Kuwait that everyone was wearing masks. And, you know, I thought that was a bit odd. You know, you, everyone. It was apparently I asked and they said it's now mandatory that all the people working there wear masks. And I was like, wait, what's going on? Is it the coronavirus? I was out of the news for like a week. I wasn't able to check. And then so I check on my phone and I'm looking like, holy crap. It looks like the coronavirus has spread even more, more than like it was before, you know, a week ago that I last, you know, heard about it. And I was like, oh, man, this could get worse and worse. I got to get the hell home. I don't want to be stuck here, quarantined for two weeks. Oh, geez. Um, the way my, my uh, great luck is going, I'm going uh, <laughs> to be quarantined somewhere. So I, I uh, you know, people were looking at me, you know, a little funny because I didn't have a mask. I could see him looking at me like this. Is he, is he going to sneeze? Is he coughing? You know, I could, I could see him kind of looking at me. Is, does he look sick? You know, does he have the virus? And I, I had like a, a little, I still have it, a little bit of a runny nose and some, um, uh, something going on with my sinuses because I was exposed to secondhand smoke for like eight days nonstop. I mean, nonstop for two days or three days and then like on and off, I could, it came into the cell from everyone smoking because there's, you know, very little circulation there. And so my sinuses, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, especially more during that day. And so I didn't want to sniff my nose. Like I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to cough. I didn't want to sneeze. I didn't want to like portray any form of sickness. So I was a little bit paranoid because I was like, and not just everyone working there was wearing masks. Many people traveling there were wearing masks. And apparently some high official in Iran got the virus. So that was one of the reasons. And we're really close to Iran when you're in Kuwait. Uh, so, yeah, that was a bit unnerving. I thought I was in the apocalypse. You know, I'm still a little spacey and dazed from being out in, in the real world. And this is kind of a trip i was like if i was in a, an apocalyptic apocalyptic movie or something and, and that was uh interesting i could there's signs everywhere you know that that show pictures of you know people sneezing and if you have these symptoms and and whatnot and there's like 
every now and then there's like Asian people that are getting stopped and and like asked. I remember this where they came from. I think this was at the airport. I saw this. I didn't think no, nothing of it, but I kind of felt bad now because every person who's Asian or, or looks semi Chinese, you know, some people can't tell the difference between Chinese or Asian in general, but. Like they're they're gonna get stopped and questioned a lot more. So I was, it's like, oh man, that that's that's uh, that sucks. <laughs> that's that's uh, no fun. <laughs> and so, and I was happy to get on the flight and try to get. I wanted to get home as fast as possible. Is what I wanted to do. So, you know, I boarded the flight. I didn't really get a lot of souvenirs or snacks there. I got more when I was in Dubai coming back because it was a direct flight and Dubai's got tons of, or Abu Dhabi, um, Abu Dhabi, uh, I, I got a bunch of stuff and Dubai, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll see in a second. Um, so yeah, I got on the flight and it was a nice short flight to Abu Dhabi. I not sure i think it's the capital of uae i'm not 100 percent sure there's two cities and they're separated by about two hours driving distance abu dhabi and dubai dubai's got really cool stuff the world's tallest building the, i think it's called the burj khalifa and, you know a bunch of other really cool stuff dubai uae in general is a really cool country i'll definitely go back there one of these days not anytime soon i'm not traveling anywhere soon but one of these days i'm definitely gonna head back there really friendly Friendly, cool futuristic vibe and you know I got on the flight and it was relatively everything was calm I did wipe down my seat you know I have the disinfectant wipes but I've been doing this for years people would look at me funny because I was doing this now the jokes on them you know and now everyone is doing it you know it's like <laughs> first people when you start doing something people think you're crazy at first and then eventually you know something like this the virus happens and now everyone's doing the same thing and now it's normal it's um a weird thing and so you know easy flight to Abu Dhabi and you know I got there and it's really easy about a little over an hour I think it was an hour and a half something like that I had no one next to me which was really nice it was a you know not a very full flight so I got to relax and and watch a movie and you know just kick back and relax and it was. I was happy to be on a plane. The planes are so easy now after being in an eight by ten box for a week. I'm telling you, I, planes are paradise. <laughs> I love it. And so yeah, I got to Abu Dhabi and I'm exhausted. I'm pretty tired at this point because uh, I, all I had was that nap, and it's going on a couple days now. And so I, you know, find a hotel once I arrive at Abu Dhabi. And oh, Abu Dhabi was really fast. Uh, the fast. Um, immigration customs especially if you're from the u.s so that was really easy just you know a short line go show my passport and i'm in and i went and got another hotel because i had eight hours and i wanted to relax and this was the premier hotel in abu dhabi for my flight the next day which was at 8 45 a.m and so um what did i do to, I went. Oh, actually, I got a I got a massage too while while I was there. It was a back massage for thirty minutes right next to the hotel, and that felt amazing, absolutely amazing. My back is just knotted up. I mean, you can imagine sleeping on the ground. I was like tossing and turning, trying to get comfortable while when I was sleeping on the ground in the cell. It just it wasn't didn't do my back uh, any good. And so that felt amazing. And I still had the sinus runoff. I'd like 
like I could I remember just looking with my face in the hole while a snot just rolled down my face and yeah I was like I didn't really care at this point I was just happy as can be just to be free there's a a magical feeling that that I felt and I was incredibly happy and I must admit I did I have to uh I did eat something I shouldn't have and I ate McDonald's for the first time in maybe 10 years or more. I ate McDonald's chicken wrap because I was really hungry and that was like the best thing that uh, happened to fall in my path as I was walking to the hotel. And the hotel was in the airport, which makes it really nice. It's um, uh, just outside security, but in the airport. And so I had a chicken wrap from McDonald's. It was, they could have put more chicken in it. It was a, lot, a little saucy and you know, nice tortilla, but you know, I needed a little bit more chicken. And then I hit the little local store while I was there and got a few snacks, including this honey cake, which was delicious. I ate that and a couple other snacks and uh, bought a shaver, a razor, a razor to, to trim my facial hair a little bit and pencils so I could continue my drawing which I love to do and notepad so I could take notes and journal and you know do that sort of stuff and a couple souvenirs I, I got while I was there. I got a keychain for my friend and um, I, I think that was it maybe something else oh, oh a connect adapter for my uh, for my iPhone or um, a charger for my iPhone so yeah, because I didn't have the right one. It's a three-pronged adapter. And then I went to the room and uh, changed and got another workout done. I oh, phenomenal workout this time. You know, did quarter-mile repeats on the treadmill. It f- felt amazing. I was so happy, so excited. Just, you know, I didn't lose much in my legs, which is another big worry for me because I, like, I like to do these competitive um uh, yearly and semi-yearly too. these national championships and world championships for the duathlon the run bike run and so I have to you know um, be in good shape for that and so I got a, got on the bike right after there's a nice gym at the hotel which I was I was happy for and they had you know that free water again I filled up my bottles and and yeah that, that was really it oh uh one more thing there was a jacuzzi upstairs and i was like you know what i'm gonna go in the jacuzzi so i went in the jacuzzi and i just like tried to relax because i needed to like relax my nervous system my nervous nervous system is overactive and it almost seems like that's what ptsd is overactive nervous system that doesn't shut off you're just in this constant state of fight or flight and so that's what it kind of felt like uh, like your nerve, you know that expression, your nerves are shot, you're overtired, you know, like you're just too activated, you've been going too long without sleep, you know, and you just like too much, it's like shaky. And so I got in the jacuzzi, I just relaxed, and then I jumped in the pool, which was a little cold, and I just went from the cold to the hot to the cold to the hot. And, you know, that was fun to help, really therapeutic for the body to go from hot to cold and hot to cold. It's really, uh, really good. Um, it's uh, well known and kind of popular to do that sort of stuff, but it could have been a little more cold. It wasn't super cold, but cold enough where, like, it got me breathing, you know, like that. So, which is good, which is good. the The breath is definitely one of the keys to our emotions, especially. It's a big um, um, concept I learned during meditation and yoga and yogic practices. 
And so uh, from there, I went back and took a nap. Actually, I went to sleep. I went to sleep and uh, set my alarm for 5.50 a.m. My flight left at 8.45 a.m. It's just a short 10-minute walk to get to the gate. And I was excited. I had my ticket and everything. And next thing you know, I wake up. I'm like, all right. I wake up and this feels weird. Uh, I look out the window and it seems brighter than 6 a.m. So I quickly look at my watch and it's 8.05. I'm like, oh, damn, this ain't good. My flight leaves at 8.45. I get ready in about four minutes flat. I don't brush my teeth. I throw everything in bags, which wasn't too much. I quickly dress, take some water, and I run to the gate. I run. And it takes me maybe... 10, 10 minutes. So I get there at 8.20. So it leaves me 25 minutes. And uh, there's a guy helping everyone. And he, he gets me, um, you know, as I go to the first gate, he helps me. And he calls the gate. And they close the gate. And I missed the flight. And I was so devastated. I was... I was like having a panic attack running. I was like, (gasps) I sprinted with both my bags as hard as I could, as fast as my legs could take me. And I just, I missed it. I don't know when they closed the gates, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes before, but I was out of luck. Shit out of luck, I guess that's the expression I was looking for. But, um, you know, I I don't really believe in luck per se. It's luck's when uh, opportunity meets preparation. So it's just uh, the way it's supposed to be. And for every seemingly negative thing that happens, there's like five positive things that happen. So this negative, apparent negative thing that happened ended up being really positive. I got an extra day to relax. I got an extra day to hang out in Abu Dhabi. I got an extra day to really um, just enjoy life. And, And that's exactly what I did. It was a little bit hectic, um, rebooking everything, uh, finding a flight. Uh, I had ended up having to take a flight from Dubai to LA, so I have to take the bus two hour. I have to take a taxi half an hour to the city center of Abu Dhabi, and then a two hour bus from the city center to Dubai Airport, and then from Dubai Airport, I have to take a sixteen hour flight to Los Angeles. So, you know, that was the next day. Um, so at 8 a.m. right around 8 a.m. so I I had to take the bus at 3 a.m. is the bus I was scheduled for and I booked all that and at first I was really upset but then I was like you know what I'm, I'm out of jail I'm I'm free I mean who cares this is just a small a small inconvenience it's not a big deal I'm gonna go hang out and just relax go work out and enjoy enjoy myself and go eat watch tv sleep do whatever I want so and that's and that's exactly what I did I just hung out and slept more and worked out some more and you know that that and then um i didn't sleep i did try to take a nap but i didn't really take a nap i didn't really fall asleep and then uh, right around midnight is when i or, or 1am is when i headed to the downtown uh from the airport and it took about half an hour and then i had to wait another like like hour uh, i want to say it left at 2 
two or three, I don't remember, but I had to wait like another hour once I got there, but I didn't mind. I walked around a little bit with my packs, you know, for about half an hour and checked everything out and thought just a bunch of tall buildings and food places open and, you know, nothing really kind of slightly reminded me of Japan slightly in a couple, you know, places or, or um, Kuala Lumpur, but, you know, that, that was really it. I didn't really go sightseeing or, or anything. I was just, you know, wanted to stay by myself as much as possible and stay a little bit introverted um and you know, got on the bus it was a two-hour easy drive to dubai airport from abu dhabi it was, it was cool too because i got to learn learn everything i guess i could have rented a car and drove myself but uh, it's just the fun you know traveling i love traveling and the experience and meeting all these cool new people and wonderful people and um fun learning experience too and I got to the airport in Dubai Airport and I had a few hours time. And uh, that's when I went uh, shopping for tons of souvenirs for all my friends. And usually I come back with a bag full of souvenirs and food and all, all this cool stuff for my friend. I know like my friend, I know Anne loves, uh, she loves uh, cats and she loves all Turkish delights. And, you know, my other friends like Kong and Jennifer, they love chocolate and they love um, all these different cool foods and you know just all my friends I magnets for for you know my other friends and just all sorts of cool stuff that I like to bring back but uh, this time I brought back a lot of cool stuff Rob I got him you know a bunch of cool stuff from dates and just really unique dates and um, like these nut filled dates and chocolate covered dates and this camel milk chocolate was really cool too i got a bunch of those for everyone so i thought that was really fun i actually got a book to um oh i, I can't remember off the top of my head it's sitting right on my on my desk it's um solve for happy i believe it's called i'm almost done about halfway done with that it's, it's brilliant and it's definitely a positive positive mindset based it's definitely a positive mindset is the base and the foundation for a happy good successful life period positive mental attitude and that was fun i read 108 pages exactly on the flight from dubai to la the 16 hours and you know after i finished shopping i went and got uh, a snack i had a uh, I had a tuna wrap, which was delicious. I had a really nice tuna wrap and like all these flavors I'm not used to just like I could, they just melt in my mouth and it's so amazing. All these like the sights of the sun, the the way the sun radiates and shines off off the sky and in the horizon. It's just, just amazing. And I'm so grateful just for these little things and for these wonderful bathrooms that, that are clean and full of toilet paper and just even imagine like, and so um, uh, about an hour before the, the plane leaves and, you know, I do the second part of the podcast and I was uh, really tired at this point. So I, was, I remember listening to it, I was talking pretty slow and I was, you know, there's people around me, but I was a little, um, a little shy in that regards, but I thought they, they came off decently enough where, you know, it's acceptable and, and for me uh, to post. So I posted it and that's fairly interesting for people as well to hear and know I'm in that exotic, kind of exotic place, at least to me, you know, Dubai, United Arab Emirates in the Middle East on the way from 
getting just shortly before getting on uh, the longest flight I've ever taken, which was a direct flight. It ended up being like just under 16 hours time you're in the air, not including taxi time and wait time, you know, on the plane. And it ended up being one of the easiest flights I've ever been on. Uh, for me, it felt like time just flew by, slept twice, had beautiful, wonderful, delicious meals. I had access to thousands of videos and entertainment tv games you name it uh access to wonderful bathrooms i, I could walk around in one of the biggest planes i've ever been on a, it's a double decker double storied and sat next to a really nice guy named Kartik. Kartik, definitely, he's going to be on this podcast. I uh, I invited him. We almost did it while we were on the plane. I was just a, a little too tired to do it. And he's got some amazing stories, this guy. This guy is amazing. I, I want to say he's uh, Singaporean. Um, I think he's Singaporean. I, I, I don't remember. He's, he lives in, in, in the U.S., though. He lives in the U.S. And he... Uh, He's definitely going to come on. He he told me some incredible stories. He's like, how the heck did you get these stories? These, you know, I was a little envious. It's like, man, you came face to face with a Jaguar? How the heck? Uh, there was one story which was really scary. He was actually, um, uh, someone put something in his drink at a club and he, he woke up with two guys in a taxi or in a car, one on each side of him, and he had to fight his way out of there. And apparently they were going to um, possibly, from what he was told, this was a common thing in that area, they were going to remove his uh, organs or kidney or something like that. And so he just missed out on that. And there was you know, another fascinating time he's telling me about. And just all these cool stories, definitely going to have Kartik on here uh, in the upcoming future. Once I um, connect with him again, I got his his information. He was a delight to talk talk to during that trip. I was exhausted and you know did my best to talk to him as much as I could. You know I was getting really sleepy and delirious with fatigue at one point, but I definitely had an easy flight. There was you know a couple little minor bumps on the flight, but nothing, nothing crazy at all. Like you know those big planes really fly quite well and quite nicely and take the turbulence and rough air really uh, like a Cadillac. I call it the Cadillac of the skies. And we had an empty seat in the middle, and he was he had the window seat, I had the aisle seat, and there was an empty seat in the middle, so it was really nice. And uh, you, uh, Emirates, Emirates was the the. F airline company and they're one of the i think they're the top rated of all the airline companies definitely highly recommended recommend that it felt like a premium seat it was uh really nice and i you know that was uh that was it and oh yeah i, I did talk to like a couple flight attendants and like i told one it's like oh man i'm just i'm just out of jail this is a wonderful one she's like what you never in jail and like i guess people are fascinated by this all everyone i tell this to is like people are just fascinated that i was in the egyptian jail <laughs> it's like like to me it's like not a big deal like but but i guess the more i think about it the more it seems kind of interesting if i was like someone else you know, you know just 
first hearing about it <laughs> even when i went to the bank the other day uh the lady was just fascinated and wanted to listen to the podcast about it and yeah i, I guess it's it's kind of cool um, i'm writing as much as i can about you know about all the experiences and really cool stories it's really cathartic uh for me to do that and you know uh all sorts of stuff i have drawings and i'm still in communication with uh, many people there i probably got at least half dozen whatsapp phone numbers and you know facebook friends from the trip uh the egyptian people are incredibly nice you know from the police officers to just regular people and tour guides and all sorts of really cool stuff and yeah um definitely uh, invited one to uh, one guy that really helped me a lot to come uh, to the u.s and you know I'll, I'll you know show him around and show him uh a great time in Los Angeles and that's what I like to do people that help me I just you know give them you know 100% 110% of uh, what I can and help them have a great time and but people that that are mean to me I just you know try to avoid them and try to I don't want anything to do with like negative people especially people that try to bring people down like I said at the beginning of the podcast and that's just oh yeah I, I shouldn't really talk anymore about that to give it any uh any more energies like uh i was reading some of the ways you deal with troll trolls as you ignore them so you don't feed their energy that's what they want they want to feel they want to feel this sense of self self-worth self-value because their their lives are so like not good that that that's how they feel good about themselves or i don't know it's just pretty pretty sick when i when i think about it and those individuals just you know could stay the heck away from me and i'll stay the hell away from them as well and so i just stick to the good people stick to the people that surround me uh and support me uh that surround me support me with you know good emotions good thoughts good words good feelings you know that's all i want none of this nonsense you know of uh negativity basically is what it is and it's it's amazing that like some of your friends are closer than your family some of your friends treat you better than your family members it's quite amazing how that stuff works and eventually these friends become your family and that's what i found out like i have really a great family of friends and you know amazingly supportive and i i can't be thankful enough of the best friends and family in the world and uh yeah it's a beautiful thing in my life and they you know really incredibly grateful for that and uh why was my experience that i had one of the greatest experiences i've ever had um what I could go, I should go into detail in that on my Planet Positivity podcast because I want to write it down in a list and examine it more in detail and, you know, share it more uh, that way. So I think I'll, I'll do that. But just right off the top of my head, why was it the greatest? It, it was in really hard. It was a good challenge. I felt... Um, I felt like I learned a lot. I met a lot of wonderful, amazing people that I never would have met. I've seen uh, the Egyptian uh, jail system, judicial system, how it works more than 
you know, probably most people around have seen, at least Americans, most Americans have ever seen. I've seen this part of Egypt that I've most people have never seen before. And, you know, mostly it's the people I met were incredibly wonderful. I'm still like still in contact with them and they're really beautiful, wonderful people. And um, I get I still get to help people uh, that are involved over there, especially the Frenchman. You know, I you know, in contact with his embassy and, you know, doing whatever I can to help him, um, help him succeed and win. Remember when I left him, I grabbed him by the arm, looked him in the eye and I said, you can do this. You will do this. You must do this. And that was when I left the Frenchman and he's still there 60 days later, but he will be out. He'll be free. And if not free physically, he can be free and will be free mentally because we have the power to choose through our mindset. That's where our power is. And the power comes in being positive, being optimistic, being hopeful. That's where we are free, even though if we're not free physically, that's where we could be free mentally. And there's people that are free physically, but they're in a prison mentally um and there's people in prison physically but free mentally so it's one of the great buddhist concepts i, I really learned to enjoy and yeah what i really learned uh love to learn i'm getting tired now it's 50, 55 minutes all right let's let's uh, wrap it up let's wrap it up and thanks for listening if you made it this far this is the i don't know if it's called addendum or the epilogue is it epilogue i know pro it was prologues before epilogue i think is after so thanks for listening to the epilogue and um yeah i'll i don't know what the next podcast is i gotta get back on my planet positivity podcast if you oh if you don't know that's my other podcast i started i got eight episodes in it's been a month since i've been on that one I was going to do another one today, but I decided to do this one. I think I might do another one tomorrow, uh, The Planet Positivity. And that's a really great um, podcast that I started and I love. And it just uh, show you all the amazing positive ways um, to better your life and your quality of life. Everything about your life through being positive and having, developing self-confidence, courage, um, small wins to achieve big goals, all, all sorts of really cool stuff that, that really works. Hell, I just was in eight days and I put that to the test and I won. I won big time. I mean, it was a huge success for me. This this is one of the best outcomes, the best experiences and the best tests of my life. And like I feel really good about it. And I wouldn't, if I were to do it all over again, I'd do it again. And, you know, um, I think I could have made it a year. That was that was what I told Pierre before I left. Uh, I'm not sure if I could have, but I was just trying to be hopeful and optimistic for him because, you know, what if he's just in case he's in there for a year. And that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, this episode's brought to you by my travel store, as always, Super Travel X www.supertravelx.com use code super10 for 10% off all your really cool travel accessories travel uh, gear travel bags travel everything really cool stuff that I like I like to travel simply but effectively and smart you know smartly and that's all the stuff that I, I use when I go selfie sticks you name it noise canceling headphones um, I got it all that's it. And thank you for listening, guys. It is 
This is called Live Your Dreams. That's it. I love this. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Super Travel Experience Podcast. Oh, and if you get a chance, please leave a positive review uh, if you can. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day, wonderful life, wonderful year. It's 2020. It's time to step it up and have the best year of your life, best day of your life. And thanks for listening, guys. Take care.